Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey there, I'm Mr. Black. And I'm Mr. Green. And we're a couple of guys who met in a comic book store. Together we host the Pint O' Comics podcast, where we invite listeners to join us to talk about movies, TV, comics, music, or just whatever. Starting very soon, we'll be joining up with the fine folks at Forgotten Entertainment for a special limited series called On the QT, where we talk Tarantino. Every week for 10 weeks, a guest will join us to chat about every Quentin Tarantino movie from Reservoir Dogs to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So join us starting in May 2021. On the QT is available Available wherever you download your podcasts and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ooh, that's a bingo. Welcome to another episode of Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. And on this episode, we're drinking some beer. I guess on every episode, we're drinking some beer. Yeah. Unless we're drinking cider or wine. wine Not this time. Wine only happened in one episode, though, so far. Yeah, that's true. I, I would like to expand more into that, to be completely honest. Talk more about wine, grape varietals and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But for now, we're not doing that. We're doing beer. More beer. Which I'm okay <laughs> with, because I love beer. But what beer? What beer, Pinky? This week, we are cracking open Fire Island, one of the newest uh, in the Island Hopper series from Thimble Island Brewing Company, which is located in Brantford, Connecticut. And I know we've talked about Thimble Island a lot in past episodes, not just like featuring them, but we also talk about them a lot because we love them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we covered one of their other Island Hopper beers, Moon Island, almost exactly a year ago. Wow. And that made my top 10... Uh, for the last year's podcast. Yes, it did. Did it make yours? Um, I think it was an honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. That was excellent. And we also really liked Liberty, Liberty Island, which is officially back this year. Oh, is it back? Yeah. yeah Liberty Island's great. And their Sour Series is really, really good. Yes. And I want to get there to try the Sour Siren Series that it's the the guys. Oh, and it's they're a like, little, it's a different take on the Sour Series. Yeah. yeah that's so interesting. like. Instead of uh, Rita, which is just the sour, it was, I, I think the the other version was aged in tequila barrels. So it's like an amped up version. Yeah. And then I think maybe they did Lanai in rum barrels or something like that. It's like Rita was a Day of the Dead uh, Mexican lady. Mm-hmm. And their other version for that was with the tequila barrels was a, a dude yep. for Day of the Dead. And then their... Lanai was a Hawaiian lady. Yep. And it was a Hawaiian guy for the alternate version. So exactly. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. A really creative way to do things. I like it a lot. And their art for those cans are awesome. Yes. I think, did, did we talk to them about the artist who did that? No, we should have. Yeah. We should have talked more about who the artist was and stuff like that. Yeah. It's great. The artists of cans don't get enough props, including by us. 
Yeah. But that's because we don't know because they don't ever when, sign when the I am able to find names. that information, I like you to You do like to mention it. Yeah. yeah, but it's so few and far between on those cans yeah. like who does the art. Cuz I can tell you right now, Graft Cider mm-hmm. is very open about it. Collective Arts Brewing Collective Arts is, is very, very open, open about, about it. it because that's what they like they literally that's their feature. base everything on, yeah. Yeah. Um and who else? There's one other. Um oh, Short Throw. Mm-hmm. The the guy that does graffiti, I follow, yeah. I follow his Instagram. He's amazing. That graffiti stuff can was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're getting way off track. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to Thimble Island. This is from their website. Thimble Island was established in 2010, and it was founded by Justin Gargano and Mike Fawcett, two friends and home brewers who shared a desire to make great beer for their local community. The brewery is named after the largest group of islands in Connecticut, the Thimble Islands, right off the coast of Branford. Um, and some of the tour boat captains claim that there are 365 islands, one for every day of the year. The first settlers bought land from the area's native peoples and established Branford, where lobstermen and commercial fishermen found a profitable harvest in their waters. And today there are several different ferry and tour boats that leave the town dock. And they take you from island to island, but they all tell the same stories of people and events that were told nearly 50 years ago. Um, So you may recall that I went on a mad hunt last time to find out which of the names of the islands were real and what was made up. I remember that. Yep. So I I still can't verify that (laughs) Fire Island, Moon Island, Rose Island or Hope Island, which are all Thimble Island beers, are actually islands. But we do know that Money Island is not just a beer. It is one of the Thimble Islands, which apparently used to have a bowling alley, a dance floor Mm. and a hotel. Wow. And just for my own amusement, before we get back on track, here are some other good names of Thimble Islands. Bear Island. Hen Island. Potato Island. Potato Island. <laughs> Cut in two island. Nope. And there's an east and a west. <laughs> Mother-in-law Island. Nope. Frisbee Island. Okay. And Little Pumpkin Island. Aw. Aw. Mm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. So back to the brewery. Quote, just like the many generations of risk takers before us, Thimble Island Brewery started with a lot of inspiration and was built all by hand. Classic, but never boring. We have set a standard for our products without letting go of our creativity. Under the leadership of founder and CEO, Justin Gargano, we will continue to thrive by putting hard work, passion, and dedication into every beer that we make. We pride ourselves on, fu- on supporting fellow local businesses and have worked with local Branford coffee roaster, Willoughby's, as well as donating our spent grain to Salt Marsh Farm in Guilford to feed their livestock. After outgrowing our self-distribution, we partnered with Northeast Beverage for distribution during fall of 2019 and now have 1,800 different accounts reaching every part of the state. We currently offer nine core products as well as numerous seasonal and specialty products in draft, bottles, and cans. End quote. So they now have 30 tap lines total at the brewery. When we covered them last year, they had 24. Ooh. That's a lot of beers to rotate um, outside of their nine core brews. But honestly, it's not surprising since they're 
always advertising a new addition to like one of their series on they've Instagram. They've always got a new Siren always series. They've always got out. those alternate Siren series. They've always got a cask. Casks. All the casks are always so interesting and yeah. just bizarre. Mm-hmm. They've got the summer stuff like the Megalodon, which I didn't get to try. Which oh, hopefully yeah. they bring back next year. They've mm-hmm. got the, I don't think they do guest tests, but they do different versions of the Ghost Island. Um, a um, ghost don't Island they is, do a guest tap for either wine or cider? I believe bishops? so, but I think that's a little different. Okay. I don't know if I count that, but yeah. And then, the, but they do the Ghost Island different beers. Mm-hmm. And ghost Island is one of my favorite double IPAs. Yep. And they do Triple Ghost. They do Triple Ghost, which is an amazing, one of the only triple IPAs I like. Yep. And they did the Ghost Island with the hot peppers. Mm-hmm. And that was one of your phenomenal. absolute favorites. That was so good and interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just do a lot of really cool things with their, even with their core series where they just mess with them. Yeah. So in addition to all that, they also fairly recently expanded their indoor tap room and added a kitchen with a delicious menu. Um, so they don't even need to have a food truck on premises anymore. And they get to call themselves a brew pub. So Fire Island is made with Vic Secret Hops, which were developed in 2000 in Victoria, Australia, alongside sister variety Topaz. Topaz. (laughs) We've had Topaz before, haven't we? Yes, but I don't think on the podcast. Oh, really? Okay. I don't recall. Talking about it before? Talking about it, yeah. Um, But Vic Secret was not commercially harvested until 2013. And much like other Australian varieties, Vic Secret developed a reputation for its high alpha acid content and oil composition that imparts pungent tropical fruit notes, as well as as some spice and pine. It's ideal for dry hopping, but late kettle additions really emphasize its earthiness, um, but its fruitiness can kind of get lost. And it's most often used in pale ales, IPAs, stouts and porters. And that's what I got. Nice. I'm really excited for this one. Nice and quick. Yeah. I am also excited only because Moon Island was so good. This is the first one we've had. Moon Island was that's great. New Liberty Island Moon. was great. But we had Liberty before Moon, right? Um, like we haven't had a new. A no, new we had Moon since before Moon. Liberty. Liberty came out like in just in, just in time for summertime last year. Okay. Whereas we had Moon Island before we. um had our interview with Justin and Kelly, we which was in there, early May. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It wasn't really an interview because we didn't record it, but we should have recorded we it. We should have recorded it, but we got it. They're listening awesome to this episode. T- yeah. We'd love to hey go back in and do an actual recording, which I think we talked about That'd last time. That'd be a time, lot of fun. Yeah. A recording about stuff. So, but yeah, I'm also excited. Moon Island was one of my favorite beers last year. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. So I'm excited about Fire Island. All right. Well, then uh, let's crack this baby open. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So to drink all these right, with frosted right, glasses. Right. Yeah, boy. And if I wasn't supposed to drink these with frosted glasses, you should have said something on the can. That's how <laughs> I feel now. <laughs> all right. Ooh, piney. Mm, yeah. Although, all right. Fire Island, right? Mm-hmm. If its name is Fire Island. Yeah. What if it was like a smoked IPA? That'd be, okay. Right? All right. Especially if we're not sticking strictly to actual island names. <laughs> I mean, if we're sticking to actual Fire Island, then it's got to be a party drink. It's got to be like, 
jungle juice jungle juice or margaritas or something like that because yeah. the actual fire island is just gay party town so it's just mm-hmm. got to be party time it's just got to be yeah tropical yeah fruit punch it's got to be fruit punchy mm-hmm. but if you're gonna call it fire island just because of fire and a lantern then i would expect something smoky yeah this is piney I'm, Ooh, getting, I'm getting, I'm getting pine notes. and stone yeah, fruit. I'm getting stone fruit now. The first one like the, in the can, it was uh, just the pine. All right, I'm going All for right, it. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Ooh, this is really well balanced. That's so nice. I was afraid the stone fruit was going to be overpowering. overpowering when I smelled it a second time. It's really not. But also the pine's the not earth- overpowering. From no, before. I think... While there is pine, there's also this like underlying earthiness that that kind of like mellows both ends out. Yes, I would agree. I should also mention this is 8% and holy crap, is it easy drinking? I was going to say, it does not taste like 8% at all. (laughs) Well, neither did Moon Island. Was Moon Island also 8%? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Not at all. Not even in the least is this. I would say if you had me guess it, I'd say anything between six to six point eight. Like I would not say this was eight percent. Yep. Wow. Yeah, my guess would be like six point five. Yeah. Just your typical IPA. This is nice. This then is again, really that's what nice. makes. And I think that's what Thimble Island does so well. That's what makes Ghost Island as a double IPA, like the best double IPA. Yeah. Whatever base they use for the Island Hopper series. Does not taste as strong as it is. It's just so good. It's delicious. Like they know how to make a beer strong without making it taste strong Mm -hmm. or trying to hide that strength with just crap. Yep. Ghost Island is just a great beer. It's true. But it's a double IPA. Triple Ghost is taste strong, but that's, you can't. But you once really, it's a triple, yeah, once it's a triple, you, you, yeah, but they're you not know trying what you're to, getting into. They're not trying to hide that with fake sugars and stuff like that. And the taste is so good. You just don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just a better beer. Then I think they do such a great job with that. They really do. It's almost like they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> They've been around long enough. Seriously, though. It's this is fantastic. Yeah. Fimble Island is was one of the OG craft breweries in Connecticut. In Connecticut yeah. Like it's just fresh it's refreshing i can Mm -hmm. drink this with anything i eat i can drink this on its own and appreciate it honestly it's not even that heavy i could drink this on a a warm day outside. absolutely i can be drinking this on the deck right now i'm already halfway (laughs) done with my beer i mean i don't think i poured the entire i didn't pour the entire can yet so all right i've got a little bit more but i'm pretty well done this is yeah this is definitely going to be on the uh empty mug club (laughs) for sure this is so good it's just the Vic secret hops really kind of blend that pininess really comes through yeah, with the earthiness to make it more earthy, if that makes sense. But it tastes in a way like a nice summer breeze earthiness, like that grass and that like freshly mowed lawn, but not like super grassy. Yeah. And, and, and the bushes and the trees, like you can smell the trees coming mm-hmm. through like that really nice earthiness. Whereas some things are like earthy and it's like kind of dirt and moss and you may be like, yeah, it's got an earthy rootiness to it, mm-hmm. which I was sometimes I like that rootiness that but you got to balance that out with a nice heavy fruit or spicy kind of aroma. You really yeah. got to try to balance that root out. But that 
also makes it feel very, especially living in New England, gives me images of the end of the summer, the beginning of the fall or the end of the fall that everything's yeah, dead. Only root kind of vegetables and vegetation is and left. And when you go outside and you're smelling like the dead leaves. Yeah, <laughs> which has its place, granted. And there there are some things to like about that, especially if you live in New England. It's just like you grow up with that. Yeah. But like I'm a summer boy and like so fresh cut grass and the the leaves and the sun. And that's what's nice. And that's what I kind of get out of this. And not mm-hmm. quite fresh cut grass, though. Because there are beers where it's like I've gotten no, that, that's that definitely. earthiness is definitely fresh cut grass is a, is a taste. Yeah. In this case, it's not. But it evokes that kind of summer vegetation. Mm hmm. Not fresh cut grass, but it's hard to describe what vegetation yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I knew when I said it, I was like, this isn't like totally accurate, but it's the closest I can think of right now. Summer vegetation, warm breeze. There's a hint of this mintiness at the beginning, too. If you say so. This kind of this kind of cold back end when you taste it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not cold, but it gives you this cold feeling on your tongue. You know what I mean? It's not mint flavored, but it's mint in terms of feeling. At the very first sip, some that you kind take. of cooling, yeah, some kind of cooling effect. But it's not got. like mentholy or anything like no, that. No, it's not mentholy, but it gives you that kind of feeling. But or maybe it's just me, but I feel like that, and I feel like that's not temperature. I feel like that's flavor or taste, hmm. which I could be wrong about. But but I really get that at the at the start, and it's not super bitter at all. It's really not. This is so well balanced. I wish I, I really wish that I could identify the stone fruit better. I like that I can't because sometimes I've identified a stone fruit. It's like a hang up on it. Okay. So not being able to kind of helps it. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not distinctly passion fruit or papaya or apricot or peach. It's. Mm. Is there a bit of apricot in this? I feel like apricot might be the only one that I can kind of pinpoint. But it's very slight. It's interesting because like I had sip of sunshine at lunch today. Oh. I went to lunch with my mom. And it was. a minute. Oh my God. It was so good because I hadn't had it in so long. Mm-hmm. I love sip of sunshine. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it as much. It was our second episode. Yeah. And I drank it and it was just like the heaven spoke to me. But <laughs> I didn't really. It's been so long. That it's just like it's such a good beer. And I've never really. I haven't broken it down in so long. And yeah. as soon as I was, I was out to lunch with my mom. I honestly, okay. I gave going, my mom sorry. a sip and she took a sip and she was like, it's so grapefruit. The grapefruit is like there. Yeah. And I was like, never really thought about like grapefruit, <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. So I was going to say, I, I would love to revisit that at some point because honestly, I can't remember the last time I had it, but also when we covered it for our second episode, mm. A, we were complete noobs. And B, I'm pretty sure that Lawson's really doesn't have a lot of information. Mm. So I feel like I didn't really talk about it as in depth as you could in have. depth as we are able to now. Yeah. That was back when we did the half and half with pop culture stuff. So yep. yeah. You'd probably be able to get more information on it now. What's also interesting Hopefully. is I don't think it's any different than it was. It doesn't, it tasted like it used to. Like I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to get on a tangent while we're talking about another beer, but um, now they have their own brewery. They're not just making it out of two roads anymore only, or maybe they still are, but they have their other brewery. Mm-hmm. So there's probably more you can get out of it for sure. Hopefully they're based in Vermont. So, right. 
We're not here but, for that beer. Yeah. Not right now. We're here for Fire Island. If I-R-E, Island, <laughs> wasn't the that disaster F-Y-R-E? Oh, yes. Yeah. But the island that people go to now for insane parties for the LGBT community. Yeah, I thought that was F- F-I-R. Oh, is it really? The Fire Festival is what you're thinking of. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what Which I'm thinking of. Which was on an island, but it wasn't a Fire Island. Fire Island is still fire, like F-I-R-E, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Which Bowen Yang is doing a movie on Hulu, I'm pretty sure, called Fire Island. Oh, really? It just came out, yeah. Okay. He's very, like, hit or miss for me on SNL. I feel like the the way they write his character sometimes is just, like, not great. It all depends on how other, they write him. Yeah, yeah. Other times, it's hilarious. I feel like if he's able to write his own stuff, it's good. Yeah. But if he's being written... As a character, it's good. But if he's being written as a gay character by someone other than him, sometimes it's too much. It's too much, yeah. Like, and it just doesn't seem... Kind of falls flat. Yeah, it doesn't seem... What's sort of I'm looking for? Genuine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, and I was <laughs> waiting for you to say. But he's he's good at performing. He's definitely a great performer. It's oh, just yeah. that sometimes they're genuine, sometimes they're not. The one where he's at the school play doing, like, the uh, he's the spider. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're coming in and he's just like judging everybody. Yeah. I can't really remember the thing. That was probably his best thing. That yeah. was hilarious. Everyone likes his Titanic thing, which I hate. But that one was like where I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's actually pretty good. <laughs> and when he does his thing with uh, Eddie Bryant. Yes. What are the, the two like this year? What's in and what's, what's out? out? Yeah. You die. You go to sleep and never wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. <laughs> this is just a. Particularly well really balanced beer. beer. It really isn't super bitter. I would almost like it if it was a little bit more bitter, but that's me. But also, if it's a little bit more bitter, I might be able to taste the eight percent. Yeah, I. But that's honestly, the one thing that's bad about it is you really can't tell it's eight percent. Yeah, I have no notes for this beer. I feel like it's really well balanced. It's like light. like you said, I, it's it's light. It's well. Light-ish. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's no it's, it's no little tug, which they drinkable. do, or session. It's not a session. It's extremely drinkable. But if I didn't know it was 8%, I would have another one, like, right off the bat. Yeah. Which is dangerous. It's like, you got to tell people this is 8%, because you can't tell. <laughs> no. Like, just so you know, this is not a beer you can have three of. Yeah, this is not a crushable beer. <laughs> you can have three of at home when you're not going anywhere, and then you're going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a heavy, big beer. Not a heavy big beer. This is hefty. a heavy alcohol volume big beer. But it is not a hefty beer. No. I could easily have dinner after this. There's it's this oh, is yeah. this is not the liquid bread that's filling me up. It just smells nice. It just smells like bready, fruity. It smells more fruity than piney. Like the aroma to me is yeah. slightly more, yeah. But you can get fruity. more pine. But when you drink it, they're the, all be- so the balanced. The taste is perfectly balanced. Yeah. When you smell it, it's like, okay, here's fruit and then here's pine and then you mm-hmm. drink it. And honestly, I can't go, it goes fruit, then pine or pine, then fruit. When I drink it, it's just, it just is. It's such a weird description. Yeah. But I honestly can't go like, this doesn't have an evolution. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like other beers, like we can sit here and go, oh, it's this. And then it turns into this. And we can really be beer snobs and hipsters about it. And I can put on a beret and like, oh, you don't know this beer. But like, I can't really do that with this. It's like I drink it and it's just like, 
It's good. This is just good. I mean, I get that minty thing at the very beginning. Which is interesting. I don't get mint at all. <laughs> I don't get mint. I get that sensation the of mint. Cooling that effect. cooling effect at the beginning. And then I get this. Remember those, the five gum ads? Oh, the- where everything was. <laughs> That's what I think of whenever I have anything with the cooling effect. I think of those commercials. <laughs> but I get that cooling effect. And then I get vegetation in a good way. Mm-hmm. And like this nice summer vegetal freshness freshness it's it's just the pine mixes and commingles so well with the fruitiness it's like a really nice garden mm-hmm. in the summertime oh, yeah it's just like i'm outside and somebody's garden and it's just like it's good it's all fucking good oh my dog wants some which helps yep she wants it well i don't she's... know if she wants it or she likes the frosted glass and she likes the condensation oh, yeah that might be it Although I'm sure when she gets a bit older, <laughs> she'll want it. She'll want a few licks. <laughs> like our last podcast sidekick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, breweries. When I didn't have a dog, everyone let bre- dogs in breweries. Yeah. And now, now that I do have a dog, have a dog. <laughs> like no one lets dogs in. Come on. You guys are supposed to be cool. My dog is adorable. Let her in. And she's tiny. And she she's so tiny. super quiet and super calm. Don't make me buy a support dog vest for her. Literally, we could like keep <laughs> her on our lap the entire time and you would never know that she was there. Um, like if At the we- last brewery we did go to, people were like, oh, my God, it's oh a dog. Oh, my God, there's like, they a didn't dog. Realize yeah. They had a dog on us that did let us in. Because I literally had her zipped up inside my hoodie. <laughs> yep. Well, fun fact about Thimble Island, they're dog friendly for the outside. And for it's the about outside, to be summertime. yes, which is a big plus. So guess who's going to come hang out by the fire oh, pit yeah. with us? expect us frequently <laughs> i mean we would be their dog or not but <laughs> oh yeah especially now that they have their the restaurant oh my god it, yeah it's a day trip like the, you can just their hang burgers there are great yeah the beer is great yeah like don't they have like root beer too like some like homemade mm-hmm. root beer it's I think like so. everything about thimble island now is just like you go there and it's so nice it's an experience <clears throat> the paint job is great what they've done to renovate the area it's is great beautiful their merch inside. is good their restaurant, their food is so good. They are like really, they really stepped up. Yeah. In terms of like, all right, everyone else in Connecticut's going to have a brewery. Well, then we've got to change things up. And they mm-hmm. really did. They did. And they made an amazing place. And, and like for all. Okay. So I'm a very picky eater. I'm sure we've covered this on the podcast at some point before. I don't know. But yes, you are a picky eater. But so I'm a pescatarian, mostly vegetarian. And their black bean burger is out of this world. Uh, there's very few burgers around that I would like mark as a, oh my God, you have to try this. And this is one of them. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. As, as a homemade, like they, it's not just like something that they microwave that's like pre-bought. Like you can tell this was made in-house. And there's very few of those. I would say probably the only other ones are Dive Bar and Plan B, maybe Prime 16. In Connecticut. Yes, within Connecticut. These are these are all one-off places, not chains. Mm. Um, but yeah, honestly, one of the best in-house veggie burgers you will ever have. I like their burgers. They do smash, the smash burgers, burgers, which is yeah. really cool. 
But they do other stuff that's really neat too. Their hummus appetizer. The hummus appetizer is really Ooh, great. Mama. Um, they make that fresh. They put it in like a nice stone little thing. Like it mm-hmm. was really good. I really want to try their flatbreads too. We tried one, one of, of them, them, which was yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, no, Thimble Island's great. And I think you can do like a deal with, I don't know if it's, you could definitely, I think, get it through Thimble Island as well, mm-hmm. but where you actually tour the Thimble Island yes. on a boat tour and it ends at Thimble Island mm-hmm. for a round, which is really cool. We've done the Thimble Island tour twice, uh, just buying the tour, which is interesting because we did the tour when they first kind of opened. Yep. And it was a really small tour. It took like five minutes. Like, here's Literally. our stuff. And we're getting ready for pumpkin beer. Yep. And here's our wall of pumpkin beer. Bye. Yep. And then we did the tour the second time where it was getting bigger and it was They were expanding cool. a little bit and that was great. We and then we, we got our third And then we got our third tour personal tour which is really awesome yes and it's just like interesting to see the evolution of this building so if you have a local brewery that you go to and it's small but it's been growing i would encourage you even if you've gone on the tour uh, once before do it again do, do it a couple times as the beer uh the brewery grows to see like how it grows and mm-hmm. see like the differences in how it starts to how it ends up because it's really interesting to see the increase in technology the size of the infrastructure Mm -hmm. the way they handle things it just is really interesting to see like all the the canning and the bottle machines that they had the first time versus the second time was very interesting yep it's it's very very cool and it's also like heartwarming like hey our our brewery's growing up like oh yeah (laughs) especially when like thimble island like, I know we always talk about Two Roads is like our main thing because we go to Two Roads all the time. We've been to Two Roads. That's what got us started on craft beer. Literally. But Thimble yeah. Island is right. It's, I would say like second away. percent. I would say they're like second, like right behind Two Roads in terms of how often we go there, like how much we want to support them and all that jazz. It's close to. Yeah. They're also probably our closest brewery now that we're now that we live where we live. And, yep. Um, They're definitely the closest, although when. New England Brewing Company moves next summer. <laughs> and I can run by yeah. them within we'll, we'll 10 to, minutes in the morning. We're, we're, we're 10 minute walking distance. Yeah, that'll be different. But for until yeah. then, Thimble is the closest brewer we have. So the can is interesting. Oh, snap. Yeah. It's a tall boy <laughs> with a wraparound label, just like usual. Uh, all white around the base of the label, which I think is par for the course for most Thimble Island. The Island Hopper series. The Island series. Yep. And then a band around it which in this case is like a brick red orange, which is Thimble Island Brewing Company. And the Thimble Island is a nice fancy Times New Roman font with the brewing company part bordered by tridents because it's, you know, ocean. Mm-hmm. Get it? And then the Fire Island has the same kind of font where the island has the tridents on the bookends. Thimble is on the side, which is really nice. And it's really like they've really gone all in on their logo so the thimble is thimble in like a times new roman font but the eye is this special c knot i can't tell you what c knot because i don't know boats um but it's a really nice symbol very boaty quality craft beer with a ship's wheel in the center and like a little stamp island hopper series and the symbol for fire island is going to be a lantern which i think is a little different because most of the other it's ones are actually an island right and then no, like a little no. picture they're all little pictures they're they're little illustrations okay yeah. like this one is a lantern and it's black and white or like maybe a dark blue and white but it's definitely like a pencil drawing and then it's stamped with a watercolor of the same kind of 
red orange brick orange mm-hmm. color that the border is. So it's like this stamp of like brick orange over the lantern, which is really cool. Yeah, one pint, eight percent alcohol by volume on the right-hand side in bigger font. The Surgeon General's warning: the barcode, brewed and canned by Thimble Island Brewing Company in Branford, Connecticut. Please recycle is the normal recycle logo, but the ends of the recycle loop are tridents, which is nice. And it's got the Independent Craft Brewing Brewing Association logo, which is nice. And that's it. The stark white really lets you know it's Thimble Island and the yeah. painting, like it's. It's a striking can in, a, in its whiteness mm-hmm. of just like cleanliness. It's just like, here we go. And then you get the symbol in the front and you know what it is. It doesn't try to overdo it, which I like about Thimble Island. It's yeah. just clean. It's simple and clean. Yes. That's Thimble Island's kind of aesthetic. can art and aesthetic in a, in a nutshell. Although they have other beers like Kraken is like dark blue with like a squid coming up like it's you're looking at it from That's the ocean true. and that kind of matches the <clears throat> the, the interior now yeah. yeah but no thimble island a lot of the times it's just like clean just clean cans mm-hmm. with interesting pictures and well done illustrations and they're almost always nautical which works which is, is nice. awesome yeah because they're right on the water well they're not right on the water they're in a they're little industrial park but they're close to the water i would like to do you know, as many times as we've done the tour of the brewery, mm-hmm. I would like to do the island tour where we get to go on a boat. Yeah, that'd I, be maybe fun. Maybe we could do it with my brother and his wife and us. Can Ooh, do that. that'd be fun. Like a family activity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is amazing. This is great. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Nice. Yeah, no, this is... Uh, this is great. I'm on... I'm. If I didn't have work tomorrow morning, I would have a second one right now. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, it's so strong. Like, you can't, <laughs> but it's so good and it's so interesting. And I feel like we didn't really talk about and break down the flavors as much as we did other beers, but I think that talks about how good it is. Yeah. It's just enjoyable and drinkable. Because everything marries so well, you can't break down everything. And sometimes that makes for a better and beer. Yeah. Sometimes that's a good when reason. I can't go, I taste this hop. Oh, and then here's this hop. Oh, and then here's the bitterness. Oh, mm-hmm. and I think that might be the wheat and the yeast. It's like that makes for a really good episode mm-hmm. and sometimes makes for a good beer. But when you're drinking beer and you just want to relax, like this especially for the layman or the guy who just, you know, whether you like beer or not, sometimes you just want a beer that's something you can drink and you yeah. don't have to experience and think about. Mm-hmm. And this beer is so good. And that is exactly what this beer is. Is it better than Moon Island? We'd have to do a side by side. Oh my God, I we'd have to, but I don't know if they would release Moon Island again. That I was just going to say. They just kind of move on and go to the get, next get island. Get at us if you're going to do Moon Island again, because we're going to have to stock up. Yeah. But I feel like Moon Island was kind of a different animal because it was more melon in terms of fruitiness than stone fruit. Mm. All I know is this beer, the that minty thing that hits you at the beginning is great because no matter how warm your beer gets, it feels cold. Mm-hmm. You get this vegetation that is the bitterness and the fruitiness of the beer mixed with the pininess of the beer all at the same time mm-hmm. with a fantastic finish with no lingering taste, which allows you to eat whatever you want or drink whatever you want afterward or drink more of these if you want. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's a great Great beer. Is this going to make my 
top five or top ten again this year. It's possible. Know. It's in the empty. It's the, the it's empty a, mug club. It's an empty sure. mug club. But it's it's a really good beer. This is another one of the Island series really knocking it out of the park. Yeah, like this is one of the beers that I'm gonna buy another four pack of just because we enjoyed it. Yeah. Not not for another Absolutely. podcast. Yeah. This is another beer where if we go to the brewery to have a beer, which is now a brew pub, like I'm mm-hmm. gonna be eating when I'm there. I'm I'm gonna have this with my smash burger or whatever. For sure. Like this is just gonna be a beer I'm gonna have. Mm-hmm. This is good. Try it. <laughs> if you're but you have to be around the Connecticut area, unfortunately, yep. for right now, or go to Thimble Island. But honestly, if you're gonna do a Connecticut tour, I though I don't see how Thimble you can't Island hit is a Thimble must. Island. It's one of the if you're doing a Connecticut brewery tour. Breweries in Connecticut. Yeah. So it's one of the oldest. It's still around. It's by the water, so that's cool. And you mm-hmm. can do like the tour with the boats and everything. Yep. Give that a try. That should be one of your main stops if you're doing a 100%. tour through Connecticut for breweries. For sure. That's all I got. Well, that's all I got. Well, then good. Say your spiel. All right. Well, then thanks, guys, for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandwhenopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackandwhenopen, or just shoot us an email at crackandwhenopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we always want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got to plug? Well, you should buy my audiobooks. Uh, my name is Michael Butler. Uh, you can find me on Audible which is Amazon's audiobook service. I've got Switch Art Fucking Gangsters. I've got Progressive Entrapment. I've got Coffee at Midnight. I've got The Final Girl. I've got Sour. I've got Vacation Planet. I've got numerous other books, which you can find. Uh, and it's all royalty share. I don't get paid unless you guys buy them. So please do. That's how I make my monies on audiobooks. I'm going to have a whole bunch more coming out. Oh, The Murder of Kelly Christopher is another one. So buy those books, check them out. Listen to me talk about them. I do a lot of voices. It's really cool. I've also got other podcasts I do. I got Forgotten Cinema, a podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience. It is in its run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie or maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available uh, wherever you get your podcast, just like this one, or on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we all part of the forgotten entertainment family uh, i've also got two player bros which you should check out uh it's another podcast to do about video games which is uh has had a bit of a hiatus but i think it's going to be coming back in the next few weeks guys uh possibly as a video youtube series and uh uh maybe in podcast form as well so check that out while you're at it yeah boy yeah and a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Woo. Woo. Empty mug club. Empty glass. <laughs>